Hey, girlfriends. Hi, I'm Gwen. As someone with over 20 years experience in corporate startups and MLL businesses selling, I am passionate about redefining selling norms. I want to teach you how to grow your business by leaning into your grit and tenacity. I believe you wouldn't be here today if grit wasn't a big part of your journey. Selling is a part of everyday life, but if you own a business, it's the fuel to your engine. In this podcast, we break down how to sell confidently through your authenticity, as well as navigate your limiting belief barriers around selling. Girlfriends, selling shouldn't be hard. Over the years, I have mentored and coached others on how to experience selling in a way that feels like lighting your soul on fire, the kind where you know you are making a difference in someone's life. The kind that flows with little to no resistance. The kind where years later, people remember you because they remember how you made them feel. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into the episode. Today is a really special treat, and I am so excited as we have a guest speaker, and it is perfect timing. The new year is almost here, and what happens? People are thinking of change, doing things different, and one of those changes are often career changes, or as our guest will say, pivots. If you've been listening for a while, you know I'm passionate about our grit and leaning into it in order to be authentic and sell confidently. Our guest shares the same sentiment. In fact, shared with me earlier that finding the right people to fill a position isn't just about the specific skill set or the degree or letters behind a name, but also what experience the the person brings to the table from all parts of their lives. You all know how I feel about titles. You all know that I think people put their pants on the same way that we do, one leg at a time, and that should never mean anything to you. It's all about who you are and the skills that you're learning along the way. And so without further ado, I'd love to introduce Lauren Buffington. Lauren is a career pivot coach with over 20 years experience coaching and helping people in their career transitions, how to connect their purpose to their careers. Lauren started her career as a recruiter in the IT industry and made her own pivots to a proposal manager and now a sought-after career pivot coach. She is the creator and founder of Lauren Buffington Coaching and a self-proclaimed queen of pivots. You know, I like queens around here. She has now made it her mission to help other high-achieving corporate women make career pivots by designing profitable, more flexible careers, doing what they love, and finding the work-life balance freedom they desire. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Lauren. I'm so excited that you are here today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, like I said, it's perfect timing. Uh, I think everybody is thinking about what's next for 2024. I have talked to so many people that have, um, you know, just stay stuck in their careers. And I'm always like, okay, so when, when, you know, when are you going to make a change? Uh, and it's always, Oh, this time or that time, or I'm going to wait till the new year or, Oh, I'm going to wait till after the summer. And one of the things that, you know, I, I I teach on in in terms of getting that sale to close Mm -hmm. is there's never a good time to do anything big. So why wait? Right. Um, so I can't hear, you know, just what you have to share with us and, and, and how you help people overcome some of those mental barriers. So we are all ears. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited to be able to talk about this that I'm extremely passionate about. And like you just said, I mean, people are always waiting for the right time, but what is the right time to do it? There's never a right time to do it. And that's a lot about what I help the women that I work with 
coach through and guide them through is it doesn't matter if you are, you know, 24 straight out of college. It doesn't matter if you've been home with your kids for however many years. It doesn't matter if you're climbing that corporate ladder. The time to do it is when you feel it in your heart and you feel it, it is time for a change and you want to live that life of more purpose and more clarity. And, you know, we have this one beautiful life to live. Why not make it matter and make it count and make it what we want it to, to be so that we can live those, yes. those best lives. Yes. That's one of the reasons why I was so drawn to you uh, as we met. Uh, so Lauren and I are both in a, uh, like a networking group, if you will, for our own businesses. And instantly I was like, okay, we need to connect because we just view life in the same lens. Um, and, you know, we can't be afraid to step out and live that life because it's one life that we live. And so you know, here on this podcast, we talk a lot about grit and how that is the best part of really honestly who we are and leaning into that. And so I can't imagine that you started this business and being the queen of pivot love that, without experiencing, you know, or seeing your fair share of others grit, right? Um, so, so, you know, as vulnerable as you'd like to be and as authentic as you like to be share, we, we, I think our audience would love to know a little bit more about you and your background and what brought you to um, really having this passion to help others make this pivot. Um, and, and what other grit and, 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 um, obstacles do you see that people really have to overcome in this journey? Yeah, definitely. So tell you a little bit more about my background and my story as to how I got here. And I'm calling myself this queen of pivots, which in, you know, years ago may have been seen as a bad thing, right? Like you're doing this job. I mean, you're doing this job and as a recruiter, um, and, Gwen, you can probably attest to this as well. In the recruiting world, you know, you're looking at resumes and you're seeing how long somebody's been at a job and what their skill set is. And starting off, I was working for um, a staffing firm where when I got into it, I had been interviewing for jobs also. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to help people find their forever home or their job too. So I got into doing some staffing and that became um, a little different from what I, I thought it would be. It was, you know, met amazing people, worked with some really cool people, um, and met some great people on the other end that I was interviewing as well. But all of a sudden it became more of a numbers game, right? So it wasn't anymore about, is this person the right person for this job? It was how many, how many calls have you made today? How many interviews have you had today? How many people have you brought into our office? And if I wasn't hitting those numbers, then that was not, you know, that was not good. That was not, you know, I needed to meet those numbers. And yes, I get it. It's, it's a revenue thing. It's sales. But I also was starting to drift away from that part where it, I wasn't able to help people anymore. My mindset was more, let me hit this number. Let me reach my goal. It doesn't matter if the person has the skill set or not. I'm just, I just need bodies in these, in these seats because it's, it's dollars, right? So from that, I started to think with my heart a little bit more and I really wanted to, to help people. That was my main goal for doing it. So Going back a little bit further real quick here too, when I was looking for jobs, I was also helping out a friend of mine just in between at a real estate agency. And I had one of the best days ever there because I left that office like hot, like this was an amazing day. I felt so good. I was fulfilled. And what I had been doing that day was literally like putting checks together for these agents, 
talking to the agents when they came in, a lot of administrative duties. But for some reason, I was so happy at the end of the day and excited. And I was like, this is what I want to feel like after a day. You know, this is what I think you should be experiencing. So for the next 15 plus years, I'd say I was chasing that feeling that that fulfillment feeling, that content feeling, that happy feeling. And for some reason, I wasn't getting it. And I would think that, you know what, if I change companies, that's what's going to make this better. So I'm a recruiter doing IT stuff. I got into corporate recruiting, again, grew my network, met so many people, actually transferred to another job from that role because we were part of a networking group. And I just reached out to the um, executive president, I guess it was, and after a meeting and I was like, Hey, like, you know, you were at our company. We did this. We met a couple, we met, we shook hands and ended up getting a job there as like a director of operations. So that was a huge networking piece of it too. Right. But we had events in the early morning events at, at night. Um, but people that would come into this company, into this, this group were all it professionals. They were all entrepreneurs that were looking to grow their businesses. So guess what? Light bulbs went off in my head and I was like, ding, ding, networking. Awesome. You know, who have I met here? Um, and who can I reach out to? Who can I connect to someone else to help them find their purpose or their clarity? And that's really what that group was about. So during that time I had a baby and guess what? I needed a little bit more flexibility. Things were very early in the morning and late at night, these events, and I just couldn't do that and make it work. So network, network, network. Who do I know? Who can I reach out to? I ended up going back to recruiting because that's where I wanted to help people, right? Find these jobs. And again, guess what? I wasn't getting that feeling of fulfillment and excitement and motivation, but I was placing people. I was, I was, you know, getting people into these seats and sometimes they worked out and sometimes they didn't. Um, so again, I used that network that I had grown from the other company and actually ended up getting another recruiting job with someone that I had met there. Um, and long story short, that one, you know, didn't work out either because in my brain it was, I need to be happy. I need to be fulfilled. I need to change companies again. So in the long run, long story short here, I finally figured out that changing companies and changing your job is not going to make you happy in the long run. It's not going to fulfill, you know, whatever it may be that you're searching for, whether it's, um, you know, feeling content and feeling like you've done something worthwhile at the end of the day, or whether it's making, you know, a million dollars or whether it's getting a promotion or whether it's getting back into the, the working world and, and the, the career life, whatever that is, there's a reason behind it that you don't feel fulfilled or that you are not reaching that, that goal that you want. And that's really finding your clarity mm. or finding your purpose. I'm sorry. And getting clear on what that is. And that takes some self-reflection. That takes some personal growth. That takes some that alignment. Takes some grit. <laughs> some grit. Yep. That was, uh, that was the biggest piece of it, right? And I think through all of those experiences, grit was at the top of that list there. 
if yeah. I did not have that grit and if these women that I'm coaching or guiding or talking to don't have that grit and don't have that tenacity. And that's why I love what your company is called and what this podcast is all about, because those two words ring out in my mind and in my voice and in my language all the time. So like you said, when you were, when we first connected, I was like, grit and tenacity, girl. All right, let's, let's go. Let's talk some more <laughs> about this because, you know, I talk about alignment and it's, we're so aligned in that way because, you know, well, we're not only aligned in that way, but also, you know, I just like, we've known each other for five minutes, but I feel like we've had a very similar experience and journey in our careers. And I'm like, yes. And so I'm like, I, if it makes it like not crazy because it's like, I can't be the only one that looks around and is like, this is not right. This is not what I want to do. And yes, we talked about how we both have a recruiting background and um, we fell into that and, you know, they sold us on that. We were like helping change people's lives by giving them opportunities, you know, and, and then all of a sudden as you more time and, and whatever, it's like, it's never enough. And it comes a numbers game and they don't care about these people at the end of the day. And it feels dirty and slimy. And that's where sales gets a really bad rap. And so one of the other things that is, so you said so many powerful things in that, that brief time in your journey that I just, I'm relating to, and I'm like sitting here nodding my head. So I, I just know that everybody else is probably relating it to it too, but you know, chasing that feeling and you would always change, you know, change companies thinking that the company is responsible for giving us, you know, um, our self-worth or our, um, our, our connectivity to the world almost, if you will. Right. And, um, I'm all about options in this world too, and, and not being stuck. But I think again, where you really come into play here is you help females understand that yes, they might be a recruiter and they've been a recruiter for 15 years, but what do those skills translate into that you can go and do other things that are more self-fulfilling? Um, and so you've taken this whole recruitment to a whole new level of coaching and, and help and may, and pulling things out to help them see that there are other ways that they can use their 15 years of investment and the grind and the grit into yeah. other, right. Like other areas of their life that they can feel like they have more impact. And the other thing here is, um, you know, you help enough people get what they need in life and you'll get what you need in life. Right. And so I think that we go back, we've been talking a lot about the sales formula here where it's authenticity plus, um, curiosity plus the desire to help equals confident selling. And, you know, hearing, just hearing your story in those instances where you made those shifts, either the authenticity piece, you know, was out of alignment, right. Or the desire to help was out of alignment where you even, you even said, I, I just need to hit my numbers because that's, you know, I changed my mindset because it was a, um, you know, a corporate corporatized thing, if you will. So, oh my gosh, that just gives me chills. It makes me so happy that you are out there, that you are helping people. Um, those skill sets that they have could be so transferable into any type of role that they're yeah. looking for. Yes. Oh my gosh. So when, you know, when we talk about finding that pivot, right? That next career opportunity. Would you say that it's probably one of the scariest things that someone can do? Like, I, I always think like, say, I've heard people say top three biggest changes is moving, getting married and finding a new career job, right? Like, yeah, um, so right up there. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about some of, um, you know, the, the mindset changes that you have to help others overcome, um, how you work with people to find these discoveries. Just, yeah, share a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think your mindset is probably the biggest thing that's, that's holding you back, right. From making a pivot, making a change, making, and it doesn't even have to be in the, in the company that you're with, right. Like maybe you have a side hustle or a side gig that you're just passionate about. Like you love making jewelry or you love, you know, selling at the farmer's market on a Saturday morning or whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's guiding and coaching these people, these women to, first of all, you know, you have to believe in yourself, believe that you can do it. Um, I think a lot of people are scared and nervous about financial reasons, right? Like I can't just leave this job that I've been in for 20 years and go do, go sell jewelry or, um, go sell whatever it may be. Um, but what I try to help them understand and coach them through is that you can do it. And the way that you do it is putting everything into perspective, finding your clarity on that, on what it is that you feel, what makes you feel fulfilled. What do you, um, what do you feel successful with when you're doing it? What gives you joy? What makes you, you know, motivated and passionate and, um, once we work through those things and also getting over people pleasing, right? Because a lot of times people aren't going to change because like you just said, this is the way I've always done it. And I'm going to upset my husband or I'm going to upset my parents or, you know, the list goes on. Um, and thinking that if you let's use recruiting for an example, right? Like I made a pivot from recruiting into proposal management, which is, different but if you look at it it's the skill sets are there you're still talking to people you're still dealing with people you're still organizing situations and scenarios so the story there is that i was recruiting in a position and i recruited this entire proposal team for the company and as i'm doing it i'm like wow this sounds really cool like i think i could do that i could do that and then i reached out to the manager because we'd be talking every day i was like hey you have like one or two more positions left in this team and he was like warren you could a hundred percent do this job. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I was thinking about you anyways, and just didn't think that you would want to do something like that because you've been recruiting. And I was like, hold up, shut the door. Let's talk like let's. <laughs> and, you know, I got into that and it was super fulfilling, but I think the story there is that you have to have some grit, right? You have to have that tenacity to know what, what is going to you know, and, and ultimately make you happy and be fulfilling for you. And I keep saying those words over and over, but no, this rings so true. Um, yeah. I was just going to interject here and say one thing too, like, and again, you talked about like getting over being a people pleaser. And one of the things I, I'm relating so much of this, and I hope that other people are too, but like one of the biggest things that kept me from selling and why I avoided sales, like honestly, most of my career and then kind of woke up one day and was like, Oh God, this is what I'm doing. I'm actually, I'm selling. And I didn't think that I was selling, but I was just sharing, you know, the Mary Kay product and the opportunity passionately was because, you know, our loved ones in my dad, I love him dearly, but you know, they just want to protect us. Right. And because, because yeah. they don't, want us to, um, you know, fail or hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it, it comes from a place of love. And so I think like, we just have to name that and, and compartmentalize that and, and just know that that's going to happen. Like 
you're going to have people that are going to try and keep you in the same one, because they, they may be threatened by you, right. And what you're trying to accomplish. And they, you know, don't like change any more than anybody else likes change. Right. Um, but, but two, just to keep you safe. And I I just will never forget, like my dad wanted me to go to uh, law school and because he wanted me to become a professional, as he would say, like a teacher or a lawyer or, you know, a professional in, in something that would always be needed, right? Because oh, yeah. that was security and safety for him, right? That was right. his love language. That's what motivated him. And um, I took my LSATs and I had like gone through all this training and stuff, uh, practicing because I am a horrible test taker. Like, oh my God horrible test taker that's a whole other podcast for another rant but anyway um and the day of the test I got the lowest score that I'd ever had and I was like yep guess law school is not for me and I took this like huge sigh of relief and then I was like well he can't deny that you know now because I have scores to prove that I suck at being a lawyer so but that was like the first really scary step for me and disappointing my dad and not doing you know what I the what he had envisionment for me to do if that makes sense and um here I am teaching sales look at you now (laughs) yeah and and it's so true I mean it's it's funny not well not funny but how often I hear that and it's they don't you know you don't want to disappoint whoever you know whoever it may be and that is a huge thing especially for women right like that people pleasing that not disappointing that um, imposter syndrome is a yes. big thing too, especially if you're switching into something totally different. And that mindset is, well, how could I do something like this? I have, I have no skills. Right. But like you just said, with, with taking that test too, I mean, like, well, enough, see, that's that. Right. And having that mindset to just be like, all right, that's that. But I may have, I may have failed at this one thing, but failure is all about experience too. And you probably got so much experience and knowledge anyways, out of taking that test and kind of getting some clarity there and realizing like, yeah, that one wasn't for me, but yeah, law school is definitely not for me. (laughs) Let me show. (laughs) And same, same with my story, right? Like it was like, I felt like I failed every time I would go to this new company. Right. And, and tell you this too, which I never like to tell people, but I went back to a company, one company that I left, I went back there not once, but twice. And, you know, I remember my husband being like, well, you must be doing something good if they keep letting you go back. Right. So it's just kind of like, why did they let you go in the first place? Like if they valued you and they, you know, they shouldn't have never let you go in the first place. So (laughs) that's true. And that's a whole, that's a good podcast too. That's another conversation to have also. Right. (laughs) That's a great question. Um, and then I question why did I go back? Not once but twice, but you know, that it right. gets you I to mean, where comfort, you need to right? be. Security, comfort, like you go back to what is comfortable, you go back to what you know. Yeah. Um, and that those are all, yeah, mindset changes that you have navigated yourself through your grit. And now you have tools and resources to be able to teach other women on how to um hopefully bypass a lot of that. Right. And, and yeah. get to their dreams quicker, which I just absolutely love. Absolutely. Yeah. Love. Um, so as we talk about again, this time of year and it being top of mind for people and stuff, um, you know, what I- I'd love to know, like, and as you've been coaching people and stuff on the other end of things, right? Like, so there's this journey where we get started and you have a lot of 
just mindset issues and fear and and all the things that like I, we work with here on the grit and tenacity you know side of things and just getting over your mindset of you know coming from a place of genuine desire to want to help people and curiosity and all that good stuff and so just like I have experiences with clients that are like oh my god I didn't know I needed to follow up with people for seven times and I'm so grateful you gave me that follow up and I've doubled my revenue in six months right so tell me like some of the transformations that you've seen in your um, processes, getting people to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good question. You know, I think a lot of times people are, they have that realization or that, that aha moment, right. Where it's like, we were saying in the beginning, I think before we were talking earlier is they're like, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I get a coach sooner? Why didn't I have someone to help guide me through this? That's maybe been there before. Why didn't I reach out sooner? Because all of these things that you've taught me and that I've learned, it was always in there. It was always part of who I was. I just didn't realize it. I had to get over myself. I had to get over those fears and, and see that I had that grit inside me. Because sometimes people you know, I say, and you say this too, right? Like you got to have that grit. You got to, and some people don't think that they have it. Right. But it's taking those blinders away, taking the opening it up to, to what you are capable of doing. And then when they see that and when they can believe it, they can do it. Then that, you know, that grit that they already had within them to do that is, is showing through. So absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Okay. So if someone is thinking about a pivot and um, maybe they're, you know, listening in today thinking I have this idea or I want to start my own business. I'm not sure. Um, or maybe the opposite, like they've tried and they want to, you know, transition or pivot back into corporate, whatever it may be. Um, if someone is thinking about a career pivot, whether into entrepreneurship or otherwise, what advice would you give them today? Hmm, all the advice I would say, just do it, just do it, girl, just do it. I mean, I would say you, this, this is what I do tell people, right? Like you're, you're thinking of making a pivot. You don't really know where to start. First of all, get some clarity on what you want your life to look like, right? Get a coach that can help you mm-hmm. achieve these things and, and maybe make it a little more clear for you, right? Like walk you through some steps, show you the path that they've taken. So create that plan align yourself to it. And then I would say, act like it's already in place. Act like it's already happening. Live it like you want it to be. Yeah. Once you do that, everything just starts to to flow from there, but you just got to do it. I love that. I love that so much. And you actually have a blueprint. I do. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. And don't worry, everybody, it'll be linked in the show notes. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing, but tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So it's the career pivot blueprint that I created based off of my own experiences and what I went through to get to this point to help other women make their career career pivots and their career transitions. So it can be found on LinkedIn. That's where I share a lot of what we talked about here too, um, about career pivots, career transitions, career growth, networking, imposter syndrome, all of the things. And that's where you can access the um, career pivot blueprint as well. It's free and it helps you create that, that plan to pivot. So a lot about what I work with these women on in coaching is really starting there with that blueprint too, and, and being able to plan the next stage of your career. 
Oh my gosh, I love that so much. That is, that sounds like magic. That sounds like gold, you know, a great place to start and get clarity. And, um, we talk a lot about how action creates confidence, Mm -hmm. right? Um, action creates, um, momentum. And so I would encourage everybody to check the show notes and go and just, um, you know, use the worksheet and get clear and obviously reach out to Lauren if you have any questions or feel like you'd like to, um, start the new year, right. With a, with a, um, a career queen pivot coach. I that's right. That's that. right. I have cr- my, my tree topper has a crown on it. If that tells oh, me. So. <laughs> see, I love it. I love it. I know. Maybe I'll get an ornament of that this year for Christmas. You should. Oh my God. You so should. You so should. Um, so, so, okay. As we close out, I am just so grateful and thankful for you, Lauren. Uh, again, honestly, so much correlation in what you do. And I love that you're so focused in on the career aspect of things. I think especially, um, I know in my, in my age range, um, you know, I'm thinking a lot about, you know, what's next, right? Like my son is 10 years old. Um, he doesn't require as much, but what's next. Uh, and I just love that you're helping women really dial that in, which is awesome. So as we close out though, one just question, it's the holiday season. What is your favorite, uh, holiday tradition? Ooh, love this question. So this is probably my favorite time of year because of all the traditions. So it is real. it's hard to pick one, but um, I think, so my favorite tradition with my family right now is, so the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we always go out and get our tree. Um, we've gone and cut them down a couple of times. That doesn't always go uh, as expected. As you could imagine. I just had a mental image. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But I can tell you too, Home Depot, I'll put a little plug in there. They got some good trees too, if you need a quick. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. So we go get our tree, we bring it home and we spend the whole day, you know, just decorating the tree. Um, we have the Christmas movies on in the background, you know, like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and White Christmas. And White Christmas is my favorite. Uh-oh. My God, I just said to my husband this morning, I was like, when is that going to come on? Although I do have it like recorded and everything else. So I could just watch it whenever, right? Or yeah, all the different um, capabilities for that. But yeah, just have those on in the background, have Christmas music playing. Um, we decorate and then uh, there's a park near our house um, and they always put a ton of lights up and you can take your car, right? You get in your car, drive through the lights. So we bundle the kids up, hot chocolate, you know, totally Hallmark movie, this thing out here. And, um, we drive through the lights and, uh, it's a whole experience and, you know, it's just nice to have that to look forward to every year. Um, and the kids love it. And hopefully we're creating those, you know, memories and traditions for them to carry on too. But yeah, that's I love that so much. Start crying. I know. know, (laughs) Right. Like, I know, I know. Right. But that's, that's, that's why we we're doing this. That's why we show up. Right. So that we can live by example. Um, and always say what is, um, caught is taught. Right. So we're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're showing our children that you can be and do different and make money and live in that space of pure authenticity. And, you know, not saying that entrepreneurship is all uphill and that it doesn't, have its own level of grit, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know about you, but no one's telling me what to do. Exactly. I'm doing what I want to do. (laughs) Oh, clap to that. I know. And that's really, you know, the reason that we are doing what we're doing, right? Like 
to be able to be our true authentic selves, to have that feeling, right. That I keep talking about here too, and, um, help other women, you know, that might be mid-career might be, you know, in a, in a position of transition to do what they want to do and, and help them. And hopefully help our kids see that too, right? Like that's yeah, for sure. what we're doing. We want that flexibility. We want to build those legacies. And and like you said, no one's telling us what to do. Right. Making their own schedule. Much. Yep. Uh, well, Lauren, thank you so much for investing in us today. Thank and you. giving us some just inspiration and motivation going into this new year. And it's just such perfect timing. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Grateful for you too. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the GT Podcast, where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. I truly hope you found it inspiring and a safe space to lean into your authentic boss babeness. Be sure to head to my website, gritandtenacityconsulting.com and check the show notes for my contact, free resources, and how I can serve you more. I'd love to hear from you. So if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Send an email, leave a review, share with friends, colleagues, or fellow entrepreneurs. And remember, your grit is the best part of you.